Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. This is the early edition. I'm heading out fishing this morning, so I've decided to get up early and uh, get this recorded. And we're in John 14 today, and we're going to actually just cover off on only half of it. We're going to read John 1 through 14, and tomorrow we'll go through 15 through the remainder. John 14 is a very powerful, very full of information guidance for life I mean it's just a powerful chapter and it deserves a lot more even though it's not 70 verses like some of the others they uh, it just requires a lot it deserves a lot because there's so much in there so much written in red so many words from Christ and um, we really need to spend a little bit of extra time on it for example Charles Spurgeon just on this one chapter with about 27, 26 uh, verses, he has 30, 30 different sermons just on this chapter. So I felt like it really needs to get some extra attention. And so anyways, I'll, I'll read a little bit from, from Spurgeon and also from Tozer. But before we do that, let's go ahead and like we always do, let's go to the Lord. Father, I thank you that we can come before you. It's impactful <clears throat> and it's so important to be able to say the words. Let's go to God. Let's go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Let's go commune with the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we can do that. And it's just amazing that we can. So what a blessing it is and thank you for this day. I thank you for this time and I just pray as we read that it be your words that shine forth. That it wouldn't be anything I say, but it be your message that you want us to hear. May you be glorified. May you be the one that we lift up and that speaks to us from these pages. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's go ahead and get started. We'll, we're going to read through. Um, we're going to read through real quick, but yeah, let's go ahead and just start with one. Verse one. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am coming I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, "Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way?" Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe in me, 
Or believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am in the Father, I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So there's a ton to unpack there, right? And so it, there's, it's amazing. So many of the, of the great preachers of our time have spent so much time speaking on verse one, just on one single verse. And one of the things I'll, I'll, I want to do right now is just share a little bit of some of the thoughts that I had and that I've been going through as I've read this and prepared for this, for this, and really thinking about how this impacts me on my journey back to God. And so verse one, where it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. That to me is really interesting just because it indicates that it's a choice, right? It's a choice and we have an option. So really, when you think about it and what Spurgeon points out, and he reads, he, he states this, the disciples had been like lambs carried in the warm bosom of a loving shepherd. They were now about to be left by him and would hear the howling of the wolves and endure the terrors of the snowstorm. They had been like tender plants conserved in a hothouse. A warm and genial atmosphere had always surrounded them. They were now to endure the wintry world with its nipping frost. And so it was to be proven whether or not they had an inward vitality which could exist when outward protections were withdrawn. So there's a lot of times where I'm, I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading what the, what the disciples say. And I'm like, dude, you're with him and you've seen all these miracles and you ask those questions. And one of the really good points that Spurgeon makes in another sermon is he, how grateful he is that the, the disciples and the apostles were not perfect men, that they weren't just perfect believers. Because if they hadn't asked those questions, if they hadn't shown that doubt, then would, they, would, would Christ have ever said and added the additional explanations, the additional teachings that are so important to us? So it's really one of those things that, when you think about it, the disciples really are important to us, not just because they're examples, but because they ask the questions that often we ask. So when you think also about don't let your hearts be troubled, that means that, okay, often when people are first saved, they're in the state of happiness and peace and euphoria. Often they... They just, you know, they're just, just giddy because they've met God. But then the trials do come because at the end of the day, the saved person is no longer an opportunity for the devil to keep out of heaven. The saved person will go to heaven, but will the saved person change the world for God or can he 
continue to torment or work and bring trials in order to silence us, silence our hearts so that we don't speak about God, so we don't share his, his love and his joy with others. If Satan can do that, then at least he's won that battle. And that's really where, you know, when Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. We can't allow the devil to trouble our hearts and silence our silence it. So it's really a critical for me as I'm going about this journey. And I've been, I think I've shared with you a few times that I've kind of been in a funk recently. There's just been challenges for myself, just mentally and emotionally on certain things. And so it's just been a tough situation, not first world tough, right? But anyways, there's just been challenges and it's a choice. The other night, it's just like, hey, quit it. You're being a baby and turn to God and just rest in God. And I say just like it's easy. Uh, It's not easy. But submit to him and relax. And the peace comes on me and helps with that. I really think about the perspective of of Philip when he says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Almost as if you, you can read it in multiple ways where he's like doubting. And like, hey, show us, you know, but you could also think about it, that he's about to lose his leader, his friend, his mentor, his savior, and his contact with God. Because he doesn't have the Holy Spirit yet. The Holy Spirit hasn't come down and been released. So Philip is sitting there thinking, I'm about to lose all of this. And he's scared or he's nervous. He's concerned. And see, that's the whole point that Jesus is saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. And then he's practical. He's like, hey, I'm going to my father's house that has many mansions in that house. And if I was te- if it wasn't so, I wouldn't tell you that. So he's practical. Jesus is practical. And he's recognizing, though, that Philip is concerned. Just as Thomas, he's like, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And so you really think about these, pa- these disciples. They're about to lose their contact with the living God, it's pretty impactful and pretty scary for him. So if we then move on to looking at um, some other writings about this part of the, the Bible, chapter 14, and we look at something from my favorite, one of my favorites, A.W. Tozer, and he focuses on chapter 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If I want to know this immeasurable grace, this overwhelming, astounding kindness of God, I have to step under the shadow of the cross. I must come where God releases grace. I must either look forward to it or I must look back at it. I must look one way or the other to that cross where Jesus died. Grace flowed out of his wounded side. The grace that flowed there saved Abel, and that same grace saves you. No one comes to the Father except through me, said the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter said, There is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. So when we're troubled, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of Jesus that calms us and we can turn to. Because he is God. He is the Father. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us to comfort us, to lead us, 
and we'll see soon how many different ways the Holy Spirit is released or how powerfully he can be released. Anyways, with that, I'm going to close with a word of prayer. And thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for the many blessings and for giving your life and being obedient. And thank you for having the disciples who are so much like us, that they can be examples to us, that even men who have questions and doubts after living with you, that even those men can then be saved. I'm grateful for their examples. I'm grateful for your, your mercy and your love. And I just pray today that we'd have a good day, a day in which we think about you, we focus on you, our, holy, our spirit focuses and fellowships with your Holy Spirit, and that we would live this day for you. I pray for you to keep us safe as we go about our day, watch over our families and those we love. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a, Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.